to episode 55 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McKay. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. The Nationals are headed to the World Series. First time in franchise history. And then the other series, the ALCS, the Yankees. They lose game three at home. Garrett Cole didn't have his best stuff, but the Astros got that much-needed game three win. And then Jalen Ramsey is headed to Los Angeles. And then Joe Madden, he's going to be the Angels' new skipper. All that much more here on episode 55 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to the pod wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head to YouTube to watch all the clips and give me all your takes on all of today's topics. But we've got lots to get into, so let's get right into Are it. Are you ready? And the Washington Nationals. Yes, the Washington Nationals. The team used to call the Washington Trashinals. The team used to call a national embarrassment. Now they're a national treasure heading to the World Series after knocking out the St. Louis Cardinals last night in a series where they never trailed. They sweep the Cardinals, and the Nats just jumped on them early. They hung seven on the Cardinals. They knocked Dakota Hudson out after just a third of an inning. He gives up four runs, and the Nationals were seeing red on the Redbirds. They hung seven, never looked back after the first inning, ended up winning seven to four, and Hudson was in to close it out in the top of the ninth. Here's the kick now. The pitch, fastball, is hit in the air to left center field. Robles calling for it. He's under it, waiting, and he makes the catch. He makes the catch. Bang! Zoom down the fireworks. A National League championship winning. Curly W is in the box. And for the first time since 1933, we'll have a World Series in the nation's capital. And this Nationals team, they head to the World Series, and they get to rest. After that sweep, they're hanging out in the clubhouse while the Yankees and Astros duke it out in a hotly contested ALCS. That one, to me, is going seven. So this Nationals team is going to be fresh, and it's just really an improbable and a very captivating run for this Nationals team. They started the season 19-31, and and they end the season going 74-38. and only the third team in Major League history to start 19-31 and and end up in the postseason. Just consider this. On June 1st, the Nationals and the Tigers, they had identical records, and the Tigers would go on to lose 114 games. This Nationals team really has had a very improbable run. Just look at the wild card game. They're down 3-1, bottom of the eighth inning, against an elite closer, an elite reliever in Josh Hader, and then Soto hits that double. That's with two outs. Then they advance to play the 106-win Los Angeles Dodgers, and what they do? They win game five on the road, and in that one, they were down 3-1 to one against an iconic pitcher in Clayton Kershaw, and look at they're the first team ever to win back-to-back elimination games after rallying from three runs down. This has been a very captivating run and really a run for the ages for this Nationals team. And Howie Kendrick, he gets the MVP of this series going 5 for 15. Four RBIs, the 36-year-old veteran gets the NLCS MVP. That was a nice thing to see. 
But we all know who the MVP of this series was, and it was the starting staff of the Washington Nationals. They should share that, cut that. You can even add Anibal Sanchez for the gem he pitched. You can cut that into four ways, and they deserve it. Only starter not to go past five was Corbin in the series, but in this series, just phenomenal. 26 and two-thirds innings pitch, five runs, four earned runs, 40 strikeouts, and a 1-3-5 ERA for this national starting staff. The moral of the story in this postseason is invest in starting pitching. Look what Garrett Cole and Verlander have done for the Astros. Look what this starting staff has done for the Washington Nationals. And you got to feel good about it for a franchise that has suffered as long as this Nationals team has. The last seven years, they've lost three game fives in the NLDS. If you look at it, they're the first team to win the pennant since 1933 when Roosevelt was president. And to me, I really feel good about this Nationals team. I give them a chance against these AL juggernauts because of this starting rotation. Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin, and you add in Anibal Sanchez, these guys have a chance, especially, look, this Yankee team and this Astros team, they are not lighting up the scoreboard. This ball looks like it is not as juiced as it was in the regular season. And like I said a couple weeks ago, that, hey, Bryce Harper, this guy was playing chess while everyone was playing checkers. You know, we want to bring a title back to D.C. I want to be on Broad Street on a... You know, we want to bring a title back to D.C. And happy birthday, Bryce Harper. He just turned 28. What a terrible birthday present for Bryce Harper. He has to see his former team go to the World Series. But I'm telling you, if the Nationals win, they should give Bryce Harper a World Series ring because now they have the money to sign Rendon, to sign Soto, to make other acquisitions, to invest more in the bullpen. And this National team could be a team you could see for a couple years contending for World Series in the National League. By the way, National Social, got to give you props. The troll job on Bryce Harper. Look what they tweeted. Just trying to bring a title back to D.C., but don't feel too bad for Bryce Harper. He's got 330 million reasons to be happy today, and he can go to the World Series. He's got the money, just not as a player. I want to see Bryce Harper right behind home plate, sitting right next to Marlins, man. He can rock that Phillies jersey. But give the Nationals credit. They're trying to be the first baseball team in Washington to win a World Series since 1924 when Walter Johnson was pitching. And by the way, he was that dominant starting pitcher back then. And he pitched four innings of relief. And this national team is going to try to do it that same way. Look for these starting pitchers to come out and relieve. Scherzer, Corbin, you know Strasburg's been phenomenal this postseason. And I do believe the Nationals have a chance in the World Series. trade drama is officially over. Jalen Ramsey is headed to the Rams. Ramsey is going to be a Ram, and I'm going to give you a grade for this trade in just a second here. But for starters, let's just be honest here. All those shenanigans about, hey, the Jags, we might not trade him. Shad Khan, their owner, had a heart-to-heart with him. It was clear after that that there was really nothing wrong with his back. The uh, the rumors right now are that he's going to be playing Sunday for the Rams. And, hey, you go out to sunny California, the palm trees, the beaches, all of a sudden that back is feeling just fine, and he's going to be back on the field for the Rams on Sunday. 
But the Jaguars, they did about just as good as they could possibly have done. The Rams are sending a 2020 first-round pick, a 2021 first-round pick, and a 2021 fourth-round pick to Jacksonville in exchange for, to me, the best cornerback in football and the cornerstone of that defense. Now, remember, the Buccaneers lit up this Rams secondary for 55 points, this Rams secondary, Marcus Peters wasn't as advertised. He heads to the Ravens. And then the Rams, they place Aqib Tlaib on the injured reserve. He has hurt ribs. So they need to bolster that secondary. But now you've got the best defensive lineman in the game in Aaron Donald. And then you've got the best cornerback in the game in Jalen Ramsey. And he's only 24 years old. So I know what you're saying. Look, he's going to be a free agent and he could walk, right? So he basically has all the leverage against the Rams in this situation because if he walks, the Rams are out two first-round picks, they're out a fourth-round pick, and they have nowhere to go, but you know the Rams are going to pay up. And if I'm Jalen Ramsey, I'm saying I don't care that Xavier Howard on the Dolphins is making $15.1 million or that Josh Norman is making $15 million. I want to be something in the Aaron Donald Khalil Mack range, $23.5 million, and Aaron Donald's teammate is making over $22 million. And Jalen Ramsey, he's going to have all the leverage in the world in those negotiations because the bottom line is the Rams paid more to get Jalen Ramsey than the Bears did to get Khalil Mack. And yes, I get it. It's the Raiders. Probably a bad move on their part. But now Jalen Ramsey says, hey, I don't care about getting paid as the best cornerback. I want to get paid as the best defensive player in the entire game. Show me the money. Jerry, you the money. Oh, no, no, you can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it with you with me, then, brother. Hey, I got Bob Sugar on the other line. I better hear you say it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Show you the money. And something tells me that the Rams are fully invested in paying Jalen Ramsey. You don't give up that amount of draft capital if you're not going to pay the guy what he wants. And then there's the whole thing about the California state tax, 13.5%. So again, I probably have to overpay him, subsidize that. But I think it's a great move. I still give this move an A. I love this move for the Rams because you put him with Aaron Donald and he's a cornerstone at that position. And then you add the fact that he's going to be playing under Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips, he's an elite defensive coordinator. And if you can get Jalen Ramsey the most out of Jalen Ramsey, I don't even think we've seen his best football. If you get a motivated Jalen Ramsey, he's a guy that's an impact player. I have no issues paying him premium money. It's okay to overpay for superstars that deliver. It's when you overpay for guys that underdeliver. Guys like Kirk Cousins in that world. But hey, I think Jalen Ramsey is a great move for the Los Angeles Rams, and it shows that Sneed and McVay and Kroenke and this Rams team, they're not done yet. They saw they saw against the 49ers, the 49ers are a real threat in that division. They know what's going on in Seattle with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. If they want to make another run at this division and at the Super Bowl, the time is now, and I think it was a great move. I'm giving it an A. For the Jaguars, I'll give it a D because, look, that just shows the foundation they built in Jacksonville. Players don't want to stay there. Look, 
Jalen Ramsey should have worked out Jacksonville. He went to Florida State. He was the hometown kid, should have been the star, should have been the leader of this organization. And then also those two first-round picks, they're probably going to be in the 20s. And I got news for you. You're not finding a player of Jalen Ramsey's caliber in the 20s. No chance at that. And just really, I think they're in no man's land as a franchise. And yes, you got Gardner Minshew. That was nice. He looks like he profiles as a starting quarterback in this league. But you signed Nick Foles as a win-now move and then you trade away Jalen Ramsey. So tough move for the Jaguars. But if you're the Rams, adds a spark to that defense. He could be a starter, 5'10", you know, 5 to 8 elite years at the cornerback spot. But to me, their problems are on offense. They got to get this offense right. Jared Goff, this running game, Todd Gurley's injuries. It looks like that running game is non-existent, but... They, with their season really on life support, as far as them being contenders, this really puts them back in it in the NFC West and as a Super Bowl contender in the NFC. And Joe Madden is headed to Anaheim. He becomes the next Angels manager after he mutually parts ways with the Chicago Cubs, and he'll never have to buy a drink in Chicago. He ends that 108-year drought, but he ends up back in Anaheim where he coached under Mike Socha. If you remember, he was a part of that team that won the World Series in 2002 against the Giants. You remember the Rally Monkey? Of course you do. But he leaves Anaheim, and he goes to Tampa Bay. He takes that small market franchise, all that young talent, gets them a World Series appearance, and then, of course, like I said, he does the unthinkable, wins a World Series with the Chicago Cubs, and Artie Moreno and the Angels said that they regret letting him go, and if they ever could get him back, they would do anything to do it, and they did just that. It's official now. He's the new manager of the Angels. In a quote, Joe Madden said, I could not be more excited to come back home and manage this great organization. I'd like to thank Artie Marino, Billy Epler, and John Carpino for giving me the opportunity to add another chapter to my Angels career. I was lucky enough to be a part of the first Angels team to win a World Series title, and I look forward to the opportunity to bring Angel fans their second championship. So what does this mean for this Angels franchise? To me, it means a lot. He was the big white whale for this Angels team. They need a spark, and I just hope that he's bringing starting pitching with him because their starting pitching was one of the worst in Major League Baseball last year, but maybe with Garrett Cole. He lives in Newport Beach. He went to UCLA, and Joe Madden is going to be the ultimate recruiting tool for Artie Moreno and this Angels team because they're going to go hard in trying to get Garrett Cole. You know he's going to get something well above $200 million. You know he's the big fish in this free agency pool. But to me, I think it goes a long way. If you look at Joe Madden, three years, 12 to $15 million range, and he's a guy who took a small market team, the Tampa Bay Rays, lots of young talent, and he got them to the World Series but the only issue is look at the division that he's in. The Astros, they're the class of the American League. And then you have the Oakland A's who are always in the mix. So it's a very tough division, but you do have Mike Trout. Mike Trout, in 10 years, he's played in three playoff games. That needs to change, not just for the Angels, but for all of Major League Baseball. For the sport of baseball, they need to see their marquee player in the postseason. And hopefully for the Angels and for baseball's sake, Joe Maddon can go a long way to accomplishing that. And you just love the way he coaches, the way he manages 
manages. This guy knows how to get it done. He can go into that clubhouse and say, hey, I've established a culture in a small market. I've established a winning culture in a big market. I ended the 108-year drought, so you know he's going to command that respect. Tactically, he's had some managerial miscues in the past, but to me, what he does best is he gets guys to buy in. He builds a winning culture, and now the Angels have their best manager since when Mike Sosha was on top of his game. Probably the best manager since George Knox. You remember Danny Glover and Angels in the outfield? Bummer. One more loss. One more loss, which could have been a win. You call yourselves professionals. I have never, ever seen a worse group of 25 players. You don't think as a team. You don't play as a team. You don't even lose as a team. You all got your heads so far up your butts, you can't even see the light of day. Now, the Angels have a guy that can come in there like George Knox and immediately command their respect. So I really think he can get the most out of this Angels team. They've really started to develop their farm system in recent years. It's starting to improve. So he knows how to get young guys. He knows how to get vets to lock in and make deep postseason runs. I just hope this isn't some glorified retirement celebration for Joe Madden. Like, this is one last ride because we saw what happened with the Dodgers and Joe Torre. Yes, he had some success, but did not get that World Series. So I do think the Angels is the best day for the Angels in quite some time. The only other issue, too, is that he's kind of walking into an ugly situation with the opioid scandal and the devastating news of Tyler Skaggs. So he has to deal with that. But I think ultimately this was a great move. You got Mike Trout, and now you got the white whale. So you got a lot of pieces to build around. But also they could use a left-handed bat. They could use a left-handed bat along with some pitching. Got guys like Moustakis out there. You got some left-handed bats. Maybe you could swing a trade. But I think if you're the Angels, they've been pretty irrelevant for quite some time despite having the best player in Major League Baseball. Maybe they can get over the hump and make a run out of postseason. But that is going to do it for episode 54 of the Get More Sports Podcast. As always, my name is Doug McCain. You can find me at DMAC underscore LA. That's at DMAC underscore LA. Yankees Astros rained out today. We're going to do a full breakdown of that series on Friday's show. So see you guys Friday. Don't forget to head over to YouTube. Watch all the clips over on YouTube. And then give me all your takes on all of today's topics right down below in the comment section. Of course, subscribe, rate, review wherever you get your podcast these days. Have a great rest of your day. See you guys Friday, and I'm out.